we bought that house for 125. We put 35 into it and sold it for 240. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, I'd check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Best ever listeners, how's it going? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and who cares who I am? I'm with a best ever guest and that's what's most important. And that is Andy Sturm. Andy is the brother of a previous best ever guest, Jared Stern, and they both recently attended a Cincinnati meetup that I created and hosted and got to know both of them even better. I invited Andy on the show because he has a specific area of expertise that within the flipping game that I think is going to be beneficial for you to know. And if you haven't listened to a Best Ever episode before, we're all about getting the best real estate investing advice ever from our guests and getting straight to the information that helps you move your business forward. So Andy, with that being said, let me give you, first off, hi, how's it going? Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being here. And nice to, to talk to you again. We just hung out, what, like a week or so ago. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. So a little bit about Andy. He's the co-owner of Sturm House Renovation, which is, again, based in Cincinnati, Ohio. His brother, Jared, has been on the show, too. Jared was an amazing guest as well. I recommend go check that out if you haven't listened to it already. It's probably about 15 episodes behind this one. Or you can just Google Jared Sturm, Joe Fairless, and that will come up. Andy has been investing in single-family home flips since 2012. He's been working on home renovations for about eight years and non-real estate relay. How many? Well, first of all, how many flips have you done since 2012? Not too many. We just started flipping this year, but it was uh, we've actually bought and sold two. Third one is under contract, and we're currently renovating the fourth one. Got it. Okay, so you're you're on number four and non real estate related. He loves exotic cars and used to own a Honda S two thousand, which 
I have no idea what that is, but it sounds fast. It's just a little Honda sports car. It was fun, like a little go-kart, basically. Ah, okay. All right. Well, I, I'm picturing it being yellow. Was it yellow? Uh, no, they make yellow ones. Mine was silver, though, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, whenever I'm reading Honda S2000, it's just yellow in my mind. Andy, with that being said, let's talk a little bit about real estate and your experience. You want to give the best ever listeners more info on your background and what you're focused on right now? Yeah, definitely. We started back in 2012, like Joe said, and we started with buy and hold. That's how we got into the market. And our goal was to buy really distressed properties and fix them up ourselves and take care of a lot of capital expenses and make those properties function extremely well. And that way we could hold them for long periods of time and and not really have to worry about too many uh, maintenance calls or maintenance issues. We started with uh, single families. We worked our way up. We got nine single families. Uh, under our belt and then we started doing trying to get into other aspects and we actually got a five unit apartment building so that's actually considered commercial in cincinnati so sorry a little different and we uh we worked on that completely renovated it separated utilities so we could that way we could reduce our expenses and you know that turned out great and then now we have a couple uh couple two families totaling up to 20 units for our rentals and that's pretty fun. That's going well. We're actually 100% occupied and, you know, everybody's doing great and there's no, uh, zero evictions so far. So, knock on wood, but... I've learned to ask the question, is it 100% economic occupancy or is it 100% occupancy? 100% occupancy. And economic occupancy, meaning they're actually paying you? Because you yeah. can have people, you can have 100% of people living there, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah both. They 100% occupancy and they always pay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, uh... Haven't had any. Well, I mean, we got to fight with them a little bit, but uh, other than that, it's not too bad. They usually pay on time, so we got some pretty good tenants. That's one question I've learned to hone in on whenever, especially <laughs> with multifamily, not really single family as much, but with multifamily, people are like, oh, we're at 98% occupancy. Okay, great. But what's your economic occupancy? You know, how many of that 98% are actually paying you? Because you need to actually have some money coming from them for it to be impressive. Yeah, exactly. No, we don't. We don't like to let people live there for free, so uh, we try to keep them economically occupied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, living for free is fun for them, but not for not for the landlord. So you did nine single family, or you've got nine single family. You got a five unit, and right now, tell us what you're doing. Tell us about the flipping game. Yeah, now we uh, this year the market is hot in Cincinnati, and we kind of stepped away from the buy and holds, and we're working on acquiring more fix and flip properties and uh, we bought our first fix and flip in uh, Hyde Park and that was a great deal we actually you know got that one from a friend that we know and he, he basically the house was having a lot of mechanical issues and falling apart and he didn't live there anymore and he was renting it out you know he was a distressed landlord basically so we uh, we provided him with a solution to get out of that situation that he no longer wanted to be a part of and it was beneficial to both groups and we got that one turned around pretty quick in less than a month and listed it. And we had actually got six offers in the first two days of it being listed. So it was incredible. It got bid up. All right. Let's get into the details on that because I think that's really interesting. Your first fix and flip came from a friend, had a lot of things wrong with it, but it only took you a month to get turned around. What were the issues with it and why only one month? It seems like that was a pretty quick turnaround unless you had a, a large team. Yeah, well, with, 
you know, with our construction, my construction background with remodeling houses, I would say that we've kind of uh, developed a pretty good order of operations for how to repair a house and get it going pretty quick. So we did GC that job and uh, we were on site every single day and we did work on it ourselves, but we also subbed out a lot of the work too and uh, managed those subs. So we had, you know, days there where there's, you know, over 10 people there running around getting things done and since we have such a good flow and understanding of the order of things, I think we were able to really set up a schedule and everybody everybody fell into place and we really didn't have any uh, hiccups, uh, at least none that slowed us up too bad. So we were able to knock it out pretty quick. Some of the main problems, though, were just like water line issues, like the furnace had to be replaced. You know, there was uh, is a really bad layout of the floor plan, so we changed that around a little bit. It was more cosmetic than anything, but we did do some we did do some uh, wall moving and, and stuff like that. When you're listing it, what type of staging things do you do to attract the most amount of buyers? Yeah, we do stage uh, all our properties. We use a company called Design to Market. I've worked with them for all three flips that we've actually listed, and they've done a great job. They're not over the top. They you know they they have nice simple touches. And everything looks really great, and that's what we typically do is just call them in, and they pretty much take care of everything. We don't uh, we don't really have a hand in it. How much does that cost, and what do they do? I mean, do you have to clean it before they come in, or they clean it, and then they put what, what What's the process? Yeah, we clean it. Everything's clean. They come in. I mean, they're really clean when they set up. You know, they put down mats and everything to walk on, but they you can kind of pick and choose what rooms you want furnished and what rooms you don't and what kind of furniture you were thinking if you you know or you can just let them do do what they want but we talked to them a little bit and kind of give them an idea we typically only stage the master bedroom because a bedroom is a bedroom and most people can kind of figure that out and then uh in the other rooms you know sometimes we'll throw a dining room table in sometimes we won't it kind of depends on the situation of the house they charge a little bit more for everything that they have to put in there so, for example, that house in uh, Hyde Park, it was a 3-2, and I believe it cost about $1,400 to stage. And that, that buys us the first month, and then after that, I believe there's like an additional, there's additional day-by-day charge, but I'm, I'm not sure what it is. Okay. So you've got basically a month to sell it for $1,400 with their, is it just furniture that they bring in? Is that all they do? Yeah, they'll bring in furniture, they'll bring in like a TV, they'll bring in pictures to hang on the walls, like flowers, yeah, everything. And they, they handle all the moving of the furniture, bringing it in, bringing it out, all that stuff. So it's pretty quick and easy. And are you responsible for the vision of like, I don't know, maybe you want different color flowers? <laughs> I don't anticipate, based on what I know about you. Not my skill set. Yeah. <laughs> to let them pick all that stuff out i kind of just say this room and this room i want staged and that's about it they they handle it pretty well so okay and they do it based on the house and what type of questions they ask um specifically i'm wondering do they ask who's your ideal buyer do they ask that question no not really it's, it's basically been like because uh, they'll usually come in when the house is under you know under construction just to kind of see the floor plan and take measurements to get the furniture and then they'll say, you know, what's the flooring you're putting in? What color are the walls? And uh, stuff like that. And then they basically just set it up. And you can check out the pictures. It's on our Facebook page. And they look, uh, they do a great job keeping it simple and fresh. Andy, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best advice is going to say to make a quality product. And what I mean by that is I consider the house our product. 
And when you go in and you're going to remodel it, don't just, you know, put lipstick on a pig. You know, you need to make the house function well. And I think that either, even for uh, fix and flip or buy and hold, you know, but especially the buy and hold, you really want to produce this great product that's going to last and keep the tenant happy and also keep you happy because you don't want to be going back every month to do maintenance calls and have capital expenses looming over your head. So I think just, you know, get in there and make sure the house is functioned properly and make sure everything's working great. And I can think of a story, you know, that in the past that has to do with cars, actually, and it's like uh, American cars, like Ford and General Motors and stuff like that, back in like the 50s, 60s, 70s. They were basically just producing cars off the line and uh, selling them straight to the customer without actually testing them out and kind of working on the flaws and stuff like that. So they were letting the customers you know, figure out these flaws with their automobiles. And then the next year, oh, we'll fix those flaws then. So that's how they kind of built a reputation to become unreliable. And basically, they allowed, you know, other countries like Japan to come in with Honda and Toyota and take their market share because Honda and Toyota took the time before they actually released the cars to the public to work out all those kinks. And then they built this reputation for being extremely reliable. And uh, they really, you know, obviously took a took a big portion of the market share from the American car companies. So I think if you build a quality house and you take your time to work out all those kinks ahead of time, you're really going to have a happier tenant. You're going to be happier and you're going to have a happier uh, buyer on your flips, too, because, you know, you're going to get the sale done quick. Your inspector isn't going to have as many problems. And just overall, I think taking the time in the beginning, is it'll really pay off in the in the long run. What's one or two things that you think isn't typically, a lot of time isn't typically spent doing, but you make sure that you spend time doing and doing it well? I would say the mechanics like electrical and plumbing. I think a lot of people, you know, you get a typical situation where if you have a two-story, it's easy to rewire the first floor, but it's hard to get wired to the second floor. So the first floor gets new wiring, but the second floor has all old. You know, I want to make sure that second floor has all new wiring. I make sure that the the drain lines out from the house to the street are clear and clean and they're in good shape rather than just, uh, you know, slapping some new pipes right on top. I actually get those scoped with a camera and make sure that they're in great shape and get them pressure jetted and clean so everything's functioning well. And I, I can address that now before a tenant moved in or before I sell the house so that these people were moving in and there's no issues. Yeah, those are two that wouldn't be obvious to most people on the surface. Mm -hmm. And they would be obvious once something goes wrong with the wiring or especially uh, with flooding. And Mm -hmm. if those lines, as you said, you get them scoped, meaning you get a little tiny camera and it goes down in those, Mm -hmm. those little pipes and you're able to see if there's any blockages. And if so, you get a power wash and just blow some water through it, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, clay pipe, it's, uh, you know, they're like three feet long and then they have a seam every three feet. So it's real easy for roots to get in and clog. So we try to take care of that and just, you know, with that old knob and tube wiring in the house uh, in Cincinnati, you know, we have hundred easily hundred year old homes and uh, that, that wiring is just, it's not really a, a safe anymore. So it needs to be taken out and, and taken care of. And I think that's just doing those things is the, uh, definitely benefits you in the long run. And do you handle the wire, like the electrical and plumbing yourself or do you contract that out? I have handled it myself. I've gotten uh, plenty of permits and actually done, you know, I've, rewired that uh five family apartment building that we had and 
I did that. So I know how to do it. It's just now we're hiring it out more for the flips just to speed things up. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a process. It's, you know, I failed a few inspections in my education. As long as they were eventually passed before people moved in. Yeah, yeah. They take a little, sometimes they'll take a little bit, but yeah, I always pass them. Always get them done. <laughs> you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com forward slash best ever. What's the best ever book you've read? Cashflow Quadrant by uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it? Personally, I think one of the best things that's happened is just like me and my wife, she kind of gave me more of a focus and a drive, you know, gave me a direction in life. I always wanted to do real estate, but that gave me uh, more of a focus to get going towards it and stuff like that rather than goofing around. What was it? What was it about the relationship that gave you the focus? Well, she was actually from Georgia, so I actually had to, you know, become a little bit more structured and doing long distance and traveling back and forth and just the idea of having a family and, and something to work for in the future was, you know, motivating to to step step up to the plate and build a business. Best ever deal you've done? The one I was describing in Hyde Park, that was the best deal. We actually, we bought that house for 125 We put 35 into it and sold it for 240 So that's probably the best deal. Yeah, what was that, like 80, 80 some thousand? Yeah. Difference? Yeah. And you sold it pretty quickly, you said. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, we closed on it in, in a little less than a month, but yeah, we got it under contract within uh, two days. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? I've been taking a lot of time and trying to work with new people, just like the meetup we were talking about. I'm excited about meeting new people and kind of networking and hearing other people's stories and real estate and learning from them and hopefully helping other people learn and stuff like that. Best ever way you like to give back? Well, I'm not a rich man yet, but I like to, uh, I, like I said, like to help people and give advice, basically help them, you know, learn from my mistakes and things like that, that I've created over the years of investing and working on houses. So the way I like to give back now is just kind of talking to other people and helping them learn, learn through my mistakes. Yeah, it's pretty incredible when we take a step back and look how fortunate we are. I mean, you and I are very fortunate people because we're able to have a conversation during the day through a computer that we both own. Mm-hmm. I've got a microphone. You don't have a microphone, I can tell. But, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but if we look at where we're at compared to you know a lot of the other population around the world, because like you mentioned you're not a rich man, but really you are when you look at other people who mm-hmm. you know are just living on a couple dollars a day. You know, I, I think it's really, when I put it in that context with that perspective, we are some of the richest people in the world, and especially even you know people listening. And if you're listening, then you're listening through some sort of electronic device. So uh, you know, it, it's just it's interesting to have that context, right? Yeah, definitely. What would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? I think uh, the biggest mistake would be just because buying a house just because it's so cheap. I think even though a house could be free sometimes. You know, it's, it doesn't mean it's a good deal. It can cost you a ton of money to fix up. And I've experienced that, you know, bought a house uh, sight unseen and it ended up costing a lot of money to renovate. And I think that would probably be my uh, my biggest mistake is just 
thinking that just because it's so cheap, it's a good deal. Yeah, that's. I hear a lot about that with Detroit right now. Um, not as much as I heard a couple years ago, but I still hear that where it's like you can buy homes for twelve cents. Well, but then what about the water bills and any taxes that are due on the homes, and let alone fixing it up? And what's the market for it once it gets fixed up? What were the numbers behind that one house that didn't go so well? Uh, we bought it for eighty four hundred, and we ended up. Putting about sixty thousand into it, and that's just supplies, pretty much, because that was when we were doing all the contracting ourselves. So, I mean, the property—if you consider, if you would have paid us for that labor, you know, the property would be not worth it; it would be underwater. But because we did it for free, we, it's still worth something. I believe it was appraised for a little over ninety, you know, last year. So it's worth something, but it's it's basically because our labor was for free. Yep, and that's a buy and hold for you. That's correct. What's the best ever place to reach you? Uh, you can find me on biggerpockets.com or uh, just on Facebook under Andy Sturm or Sturm Home Renovation. All right, Andy. Or just track down Jared, his brother, and yep. then you can find you can find Andy. They're not twins. You're not twins, are you? Nope, not twins. No, not twins, but I sense like a twin connection with you two. Am I right with that? Yeah, we pretty much spend most of every day together, so... We tend to, to be a lot alike. Who's better looking? Oh, me, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy, thank you for being on the show, sharing your advice and talking about how you've adjusted with the market. You were buying and holding single family homes and you've always had the background in renovations, but you really turned the business model in a different direction once the market shifted and uh, you stepped away from the buy and holds. Now you're acquiring fix and flips. And you're actively doing it right now. And then you're talking about making a quality product where you want to not put lipstick on a pig, as you mentioned. You want to get in there and and do some of the things that will make it solid through and through. The two examples you mentioned, second floor, bring in the new wiring and then also draining the lines, the drain lines, the street, making sure they're clean, making sure they're scoped, pressure washed. And for best ever listeners and myself who are you know, having this conversation or with you or listening to you, I think what we can do, what the information, how we can apply this to our business is we can specifically look for these things when we're looking at properties to purchase and see if the seller has done these things because that will be indicative of other smaller things that they have or haven't done. And uh, those are kind of two litmus tests. And another thing, you know, a, a stupid example would be um, just checking the air filter and seeing how soon or how long that was replaced. And that gives you a sense of the overall maintenance or the ongoing maintenance that's been done. And then lastly, talking about the staging company, I haven't had, I had one best ever guest to talk about staging in particular, but I haven't had a guest talk about it from this perspective. And the three bedroom, two bath house costs about 1400 You buy it for a month and they bring in the furniture, the TV, flowers. You obviously pick out the flowers, but besides that, they pick out everything else, right? Exactly. Yeah, I do all that kind of <laughs> Overall, just a wonderful conversation. Great to connect with you again and looking forward to meeting you 
at our next meetup again and well actually seeing you at our next meetup again mm-hmm. and meeting some of your more of your team members i know we met jared and i met uh is it coleman coleman yeah. coleman and maybe meeting some of your other team members so thanks again for being on the show and we'll talk to you soon yeah thanks for having me it was fun joe